0: You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. For us, And when those battles come, and we do not feel that we can win that battle alone, there are some fights that we feel like we can handle, right? Bring it. Go ahead. But there are some that we can't. David was fighting a battle. David had enemies that he could not defeat. It was bigger than him. And there are battles that we face. Maybe there are personal attacks. Maybe there are health issues. Maybe there is a wayward loved one. Maybe there is a pressure that you are facing that there is absolutely nothing you can do about it. And if you are not there right now, it's not if it comes, it's when. And here David is looking at up to the Lord, And in verse number three, just grabbed a hold of my soul. At the end of the verse, he said, Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. You know what David was saying was, God, I need you to speak to me. Speak to my soul. Don't just speak to everybody's soul. I need to hear from you. It's one thing to know that God loves the world. It's a whole lot different when you know God loves me. We know Jesus loves the whole world, but we sing Jesus loves me with the kids, and you know what? That's not a kid's song. David here is saying, "Lord, I need you to speak into my life. I need you to speak to my soul. I need, I need to hear you tell me that you've got this. I am thy salvation." Now is he talking about salvation, your eternal destination? No. I need you to speak into my soul that you're going to take care of where I'm at. You're my salvation from this battle. And tonight I want to speak to you on that subject. Speak to my soul. Speak to my soul. And let's pray together. Father, I do pray that you would work uh, in all of our lives. Lord, thank you for what you have done just in my own heart uh, in studying this out, and I pray that you would just help us, Lord, as we uh, look at the different things that are going on and Lord, as I look across the auditorium this evening i I know of some of the the battles that people are facing, I know of some of the uh, the struggles that that is in their life and and Lord, I pray that you would just meet those needs as only you can, and Lord, there are those that are here tonight, and there are those that are watching online, uh, but may each and every one of us, Lord. Uh, hear from you and I pray the Spirit of God would just uh, meet with us this evening please in a special way for Christ's sake amen David as as he had many battles uh, the battle that uh, he is facing at this moment in time was a battle against King Saul Uh, David was not Saul's enemy but Saul was David's enemy you know we can have enemies without being an enemy amen amen uh, we can we can have people that uh, are enemies. Or we can have enemies in our life without us being an enemy. And David here was not Saul's enemy. David, as we'll look here in a little bit, he had the opportunity to king, kill King Saul, yet he did not avail himself of that. Why? Because he was not Saul's enemy. He wasn't the one that was seeking Saul out. Saul was the one that was seeking him out. Saul was seeking to destroy David's life, and not just David's life, but all those who are with David, and the people that were following alongside David uh, were in danger because of Saul being an enemy uh, to David, and David here is, is coming to the Lord, and he's asking the Lord to uh, work in this situation, and we're going to look at several things tonight uh, that David uh, is seeking uh, as he is seeking the Lord and his protection. I want you to see, first of all, uh, what David did. Number one, he prayed. He prayed. You know, if we want God to speak into our soul, to speak to my soul or to say unto my soul, we need to pray. You know, God's not going to talk to people that don't talk to him. And if there's going to be a relationship, you and I have got to follow the guidance. Uh, David was known as a man after God, God's own heart. And here, uh, we see here in verse number one, plead my cause, O Lord. What was he doing? He was praying. He was coming before the Lord and saying, listen, Lord, I need you to do something for me. Now, we have two instances here, uh, two different scenarios that are in this verse. We see, first of all, a courtroom. He comes at the beginning and he and he has the presentation plead my case plead my cause if you would uh, then he goes on and he he breaks out later in the verses here a battlefield so there is a cause in a courtroom there was a cause in the battlefield but David was coming before God because he knew God was the one who could take care of everything he knew he was the one uh, that he needed on his side and he said plead my cause O Lord you know you You and I, uh, we know that we need God, but do we know that we need God enough to move us to pray? Last few weeks we've been uh, studying on prayer in here uh, and uh, Brother Jordan's been teaching on something else, Brother Frank on uh, something else. But in the auditorium we've been uh, just going over prayer and how to pray and and as we've been looking at how to pray, uh, it's been exciting to hear uh, different people talk about what they're they're doing now in their prayer time that they hadn't been doing and it's just bringing their prayer life alive and what what a blessing that that is. You know, you and I uh, if we are going to to see God speak into our life and to say unto our soul, we need to make sure that we are coming before the Lord. Plead my cause, O Lord. Uh, So here he has prayed. Number two, he identified his opposition. He identified his opposition. Now, who are the enemies? He didn't call them out by name. I think this is a very important part Because he identified the issue without labeling the individuals. Our own humanity has a way of making things bigger. We will put a face to a problem, and pretty soon the face is the problem instead of the problem being the problem. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places so when we are asking God to plead our cause and and he goes on and says uh, he said with them that strive with me he wasn't identifying Saul though we know he was talking about Saul uh, but he wasn't in his own words naming and identifying Saul because it would burn it deeper down in his soul who the problem was. And that is not a problem for Saul. That would be a problem for David. When we start naming people, when we start identifying issues, it's a lot better for us in our own soul to identify an issue than an individual. And Saul here uh, was was, uh, a physical enemy, uh, but the reality was it wasn't even Saul. There is a devil who is real. And he is the one who wants to divide. He is the one that wants to destroy. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus said but I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So uh, the devil is the one that is behind the destruction. He is the one that is behind the divisive, the divisiveness if you would. And so here he identifies his opposition. Go with me to 1 Samuel chapter number 19. Verse Samuel chapter number 19 and we've got a fly up here that's just driving me nuts uh, so uh, first Samuel chapter 19 I need to get one of those salt guns wouldn't that be cool reach into the pullet, uh, pulpit pull that out and shoot a fly uh, or somebody on the front row the Jones hey amen wake up <laughs> Alright, right, First Samuel 19 and verse number 1. And Saul spake to Jonathan his son and to all his servants that they should kill David. But Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted much in David. And Jonathan told David, saying, "My father, uh, Saul, my father, seeketh to kill thee. Now therefore, I pray thee, take heed to thyself until the morning, and abide in a secret place, and hide thyself. And I will go out and stand by my beside my father in the field where thou art. And I will commune with my father of thee, and what I see, that I will tell thee. And Jonathan, Jonathan spake good of David unto Saul his father, said unto him let not the king sin against his servant against David because he hath not uh, sinned against thee and because his works have been to thee word very good for he did put his life in his hand and slew the Philistine and the lord wa- wa- uh, wrought a great work uh, a great salvation for all Israel thou sawest it and didst rejoice wherefore then wilt thou sin against the innocent blood to slay david without a cause, you see, uh, Jonathan here is going before King Saul, and he's trying to to intercede, if you would, uh, for David. Uh, but David now uh, he's facing a a time when uh, when the king has turned against him, uh, a man that he had he had uh, fought for, a man who he had uh, had uh, played for with the uh, with the harp, and yet now uh, a man that is. That is, his king has now become his enemy. Go to First Samuel chapter twenty-four. First Samuel chapter twenty-four, in verse number nine, verse number nine, 1 Samuel twenty-four nine. And in 1 Samuel chapter 24, verse 9, And David said to Saul, Wherefore, hearest thou men's words, saying, Behold, David seeketh thy hurt. "'Behold, this day thine eyes have seen "'how the Lord hath delivered thee "'today into mine hand in the cave. "'And some bade me kill thee, "'but mine eyes spared thee. "'And I said, I will not put forth "'my hand against my Lord, "'for he is the Lord's anointed. "'Moreover, my Father, see, yea, "'see the skirt of thy robe in my hand, "'for in that I cut off the skirt of thy robe "'and killed thee not. "'Know thou and see that there is neither evil "'nor transgression in mine hand, and I have not sinned against thee, yet thou huntest my soul to take it. The Lord judge between me and thee, and the Lord avenge me of thee, but mine hand shall not be upon thee. And as saith the proverb of the ancients, Wickedness proceedeth from the wicked, but mine hand shall not be upon thee. After whom is the king of Israel come out? After whom dost thou pursue? pursue? After a dead dog? After a flea? the Lord therefore be judge and judge between me and thee and see and plead my cause and deliver me out of thine hand and so David here he is identifying his opposition he is identifying the fact that there is an enemy and he is just leaving it in the the hand of God you know there are battles that we cannot fight and win in our own strength there are battles that we cannot fight in our own intelligence Uh, there are battles that we can't do anything about, yet there is a God in heaven who can plead our cause. He knows where the battle lies. He knows what the issues are, and we need to allow him to be the one to deal with them. He said, uh, with them that strive with me. So we see, first of all, that he prayed. Secondly, he identified his opposition. Thirdly, he makes a request. He makes a request. Look back at Psalm 35, 1. Psalm 35, 1. Plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. David didn't ask God to help him fight and win the battle. David asked God to fight the battle. How many times do we make a big mess because we try to fight it? God was just saying, David here was just saying, you fight. You fight against them that fight against me. Verse number two, there's not only the request for him to fight, he makes a request for protection. Verse two. Take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for mine help. The shield was a small defensive weapon. The buckler was a large rectangular full body shield. And and, uh, uh, usually there was an individual that had to go before uh, to carry that, uh, that defensive weapon. And here what do we find? We find that David is asking God to be the one to be the defensive He's asking God to fight, but also asking God to pick up the shield. Pick up that, uh, that, uh, that defensive mechanism to protect his heart. To pick up that, that, uh, that uh, buckler that would save them uh, from, uh, uh, from the attacks of the sword and the spear and the arrows. And so here he's asking for that protection. Uh, he says here, in uh, verse number uh, 2, he said... Uh, Uh, take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for mine help. Stand up for mine help. He's saying, Lord, go before me. You be the one that's going to stand up for me. You know, you and I can't stand up for ourselves. You know, when the Lord was attacked, he did not defend himself. Bible says that he opened not his mouth. Here, he's saying, Lord, you, you be the one to stand up for mine help. Do we trust God that much? Now, think about what he's just asked God to do. You fight for me, and then you stand up for my help, with shield and buckler. That means if God doesn't stand up with shield and buckler, that I am defenseless. Think about it. I've told you before about when I was younger, I was always in fights. I was a scrapper. When I got into... I was in elementary school and my parents, they told me and I think I was in third or fourth grade, if you can go two weeks without getting kicked out of school for fighting, I will, we, we will buy you a brand new BMX dirt, dirt bike. I didn't get the bike. So just be glad I wasn't in your Sunday school class or on your bus. So growing up, I was in a lot of fights. Every principal of all the schools knew my parents on a first name basis. And so it's ironic that I work with a school now, isn't it? Uh, Anyway, uh, but I was always in fights. And with that, you you can gauge whether somebody is going offensive. You can tell. You can see it in their posture. You can... You can see it in the look. You just just know if somebody's taking a swing, if you get in enough fights, you know when it's coming. Can you imagine? David has been in many battles. He knows what's coming. He knows far beyond what any of us could even imagine what close combat is like. And here, when he was there, he's saying, Okay, Lord, I'm not grabbing a shield. I'm not grabbing a buckler. I'm going to be standing there, and I need you to be my help. When we recognize how vulnerable we are without God, will help us to recognize how how much he protects us. Things that we don't even know that he does for us, he does. David here is asking the Lord to plead the cause, to fight for him, to protect him, and to be that shield. Then he goes on in verse uh, number four. He says... Let's see here, in verse number three, he says, draw out also the spear and stop the, uh, the way against them that persecute me. What is he saying here? He's saying not only do I need you to defend me and I need you to fight for me, when he is saying draw out the spear, what he is saying is the battle has already been fought, the spear has already found its mark, the enemy has been defeated now draw out the spirit. I need to know, he's saying, that it's, it's finished. I need to know that the individual is not coming back. That, ba- that battle is not coming after me. And here when he is saying, draw out the spear, he is talking about the fact that that, that enemy has been, has been killed. That enemy has been destroyed. And so here, uh, he, he, he states there uh, to finish, to draw out, to stop the way against them. He's saying, Lord, I need you to finish that battle. The spear has found its course. The battle is over. Now, draw out that spear. So we see here that then David goes on. And after this, he says, speak. Speak. David is now saying, say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. David needed to hear from God. Speak or say unto my soul, speak. To my soul is what he was saying. I am thy salvation. Speak to my troubled soul, he was saying. Speak to my attacked soul. Speak to my fearful soul. Speak to my scared soul. Speak to my overwhelmed soul. He said, Lord, I need to hear from you. You speak to my soul. To my very being. I need to know that you've got this. I need to know that you're there. You know, it's easy to say the Lord will be there when you're not there. When somebody else is in the battle, somebody else is in that fight, somebody else is facing that, uh, that uh, that opposition, when they are the ones that are in that battle, it's easy to say, well, the Lord won't leave you. But when you're there, you need God to speak to your soul. You need God to confirm in your very being that He's there. I am Thy salvation. I'm there. What a blessing we have a God who will be there. David not only knew it, David saw it to become a reality. I am thy salvation. That little statement, I am, is a very powerful Old Testament statement. That was when Jesus said, I am, what'd they do? They picked up stones. They were they were gonna they were gonna stone him to death over just using that little phrase. Why? Because that was the phrase that God used. When he spoke with Moses, uh, I am hath sent thee. Uh, Say, I am that I am hath sent thee. Uh, The great I am. So here, uh, he's saying, uh, Lord, I need to hear you say, you speak to my soul saying, I am God. I am your salvation. I am there. Uh, God not only is powerful and God not only is purposeful, but God is personal. He's personal. I am thy salvation. Lord, let me hear you say, I've got this. Lord, let me hear you say, I'll take care of this. Lord, I want to hear you say, it'll be okay. It'll be all right. Speak to my soul. Lord, let me see you work, let me hear your voice. Uh, Let me hear you speak that you are my salvation. Uh, Not just everyone's salvation, but my salvation. And we know that we need to hear from God, but do we know how much we need God to just speak and be present in our own soul? Say unto my soul. What a wonderful thing. David knew who he needed to go to. He wasn't looking for God to empower him to fight the battle. He was surrendering to let God fight the battle. He was surrendering to let God choose to or not to fight the battle. And let the result be God's choosing. Lord, I'm not fighting Saul. I'm not going to take Saul's life. And if you don't fight for me, and I won't fight him, then the enemy is going to destroy me. But Lord, if that's what you want, That's a pretty vulnerable spot to be. But where does our faith come in? If that's what the Lord wants to happen, if in his greater purpose he has something that will accomplish something better with us being injured, we trust god enough to say lord you plead my cause i just need to know that you're in this though and when we know he's in it then we can trust him father i pray that you'd help each and every one of us tonight and lord uh you know the needs of each one Lord, as I look around, I see many needs, and I pray that you would just speak to hearts. Lord, you did promise that you would never leave us or forsake us, but Lord, we see some wonderful people in your word who gave up everything, their life included, for the cause of Christ. And I pray that you would help us, Lord, just to trust you with the battles that come our direction. I pray that you would help us to trust you, Lord, to not only be there, but, Lord, to fight those battles and to be that defense, to protect. But yet, Lord, I pray that you'd help us to trust you, even if it doesn't work out the way we would want to see it work out. And, Lord, just increase our faith tonight, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. Listen. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc the number 4me.org. May God bless you.